Today the church celebrates Holy Trinity Sunday. And I think whenever we start digging into the theology of the Most Holy Trinity, I think it's pretty easy for us to get overwhelmed very quickly by all of those technical terms that the church, guided by the Holy Spirit, has developed over the past 2,000 years in order to systematically and, and accurately speak about this most profound and transcendent mystery of our Christian faith. Words like divine substance, persons, processions, real relations, spirit spiration, generation, those are all highly specialized, hugely important terms that help us to meditate on the beauty and the grandeur of the inner life of God in both his unity and his trinity. This theology is beautiful, and it is a gift from God, and I encourage us all to learn more about those terms. Jesus promised in our gospel today that the Holy Spirit himself would guide us into all truth. And we have been very blessed by so many theologians and ecumenical councils that have handed down this language to us. But today, rather than unpacking all of that theological terminology with you, I would like to instead try bringing things much closer to home. Much closer to home. Because if the most holy trinity really is the central mystery of Christian faith and life, as the catechism says it is, then it cannot remain something abstract and distant from us. It cannot remain a collection of cool vocabulary terms. It has to become absolutely central to who we are as Catholics, a daily lived reality. And thankfully, God himself agrees. God has created and has designed something so obvious, so fundamental, so simple, so universally experienced by all of us to some degree or another to help bring the Holy Trinity down to earth for us into something that we can understand. He created the human family. He created the human family. That's right. The family teaches us about who God is and what it means for him to be Trinity. After all, the, the Son of God himself took flesh and came to us through what else but a human family. That is massive. That is fundamental. Jesus came to us in a family with a mother and with a father. We can therefore only know God as Holy Trinity because of the human family. And the last three popes have all made this very clear. It's always good when the popes agree with you as well. So Pope St. John Paul II, as part of his famous theology of the body, once said this, Our God in his deepest mystery is not solitude, but a family. Pope Benedict XVI said that the human family, in a certain sense, is an icon of the Trinity because of its interpersonal love and the fruitfulness of this love. Pope Francis recently wrote that the triune God is a communion of love, and the family 
is its living reflection. What do we mean exactly when we say something like the family is the living reflection of the triune God? Well, let's start at the beginning, shall we? In the book of Genesis, we are taught that human beings have been created in the image and likeness of God. God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. That last line is very key. Our existence as male and female is intrinsically connected to the way that we live out this image and likeness of God. This image of the most holy trinity. Something is built into us, into the very fabric of our human nature as a man or as a woman. And it communicates the eternal truth that God is a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The fact of the matter is that God created us either male or female. And I know that that is a very controversial thing to say today. I just recently watched Matt Walsh's new documentary, What is a Woman? And uh, if you haven't seen it yet, I recommend it. Uh, but suffice to say, this homily would not go over very well with the people that he interviewed on that documentary, however well-intentioned they might be. But this objective truth cannot and should not be avoided. It is a question of reality. And it strikes to the, great, the greatest mystery about why we are here. Maleness and femaleness is not something that we get to decide or produce for ourselves. It's not a kind of social construct that is just arbitrarily assigned to us at birth. It is actually who we are, both physically and spiritually. You are either a man or you are a woman. And that is not the result of your choice or a feeling that you might have. It's actually inscribed in your biology, into your body. It's what God created you to be. And this is what you won't hear from the world. That's good news. That's like really, really good news. Because the fact that you are a man or that you are a woman tells you something very crucial. It's really important information for you because it tells you that you are made for relationship. You are made for love, to communicate yourself with another. Because you don't explain yourself. Your biology doesn't explain itself. You do not make sense apart from another, from another person. And not just any other person, but a person who is actually complementary to you, a person who is distinct and different from you and yet able to enter into communion with you. Simply put, men and women are made for each other. They need each other to make sense of themselves. And what's more, God has so designed male and female that when they come together in an act of self-giving love, they become a kind of created version, by analogy, 
of what has been going on in the most holy trinity from all eternity. Think about it for just a moment. From all eternity, the Father gives himself away in love to the Son. And in return, the Son, from all eternity, gives himself away to the Father. And from this perfect union, there comes forth a third person. The love that they share is himself, the Holy Spirit. That sounds a lot like a family, doesn't it? The husband gives himself to his bride, and the bride gives herself to her husband. And from that beautiful and good and natural union of love, a child is possible. A child may very well come forth. In a deep and profound way, this is why the Catholic Church only affirms marriage as being between one man and one woman. There is something deeply sacred, deeply Trinitarian about the union of spouses, which is open and able to bear children. We're now obviously in the thick of Pride Month. It's all around us, isn't it? And I know that many of us are very confused about how to best love our neighbors, our friends, our family members who may experience same-sex attraction or some form of gender dysphoria. I know I struggle with how best to welcome everyone unconditionally and with great love and truth while also holding to what I know that God has revealed out of love for each and every one of us. But here's the important thing to remember. As Catholics, our defense of natural marriage, of the traditional family, should never, ever be rooted in hatred or fear. But rather, it must always be rooted in love and reverence for the Most Holy Trinity. It must always be born out of a deep and profound respect for God's creation of male and female. All of our efforts to uphold the dignity of marriage needs to be founded on that conviction that the family, the human family, is a living, breathing icon of the Most Holy Trinity. Now, at this point, maybe you're sitting there thinking, I don't know about all this. My family is pretty messed up. How can it be a living icon of the Trinity? And that is a very fair question. Because if all of this is true, if God designed the family to image the eternal love and communion of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then we can then see how damaging it is when families are not what God intended them to truly be. So when a father abandons his wife and kids, or when spouses cheat on one another and betray one another, when bitter fights erupt and grudges smolder for decades, when family members are addicted to drugs or alcohol or pornography, when there is unforgiveness, greed, resentment, and envy, when there's fierce competition for some reason or comparison going on, when family members use one another for their own selfish ends, when there's verbal or even physical abuse happening, these are all terrible distortions of God's plan for our families. And unfortunately, those realities do end up 
damaging our understanding of who God is. We can so easily forget in the midst of all that stuff going on in our families and in our lives, we can forget that God our Father is goodness and he is love. And we can very easily start to see him rather as someone who's harsh or destructive, a a, a negative presence in our life. So if that's going on, then we know what a great responsibility we have. We have a great responsibility, therefore, to strive to grow in holiness as families. It's our privilege and our task to, to cooperate with God's grace wherever we're at in order to better reflect each and every day the love and the communion of God. But if you're still sitting there thinking, but Father, you really don't know my family. We are hopeless. We're so screwed up, you wouldn't even believe it. If that's you, if you're feeling guilty or ashamed right now, then I just want to encourage you, be not afraid. Don't be afraid. We've all been wounded in some way in this regard. Because guess what? Nobody's family is perfect. Nobody's family is perfect. Sometimes we can look around the church and say, oh, that family over there, they're perfect. They're not. None of our families are perfect. We all have baggage to work through. We all have memories that need to be healed. And we all have relationships that need to be reconciled either in this life or in the next. And so I encourage you, be at peace and trust that God is working through your family in ways that we might not be able to understand fully right now. Even our faults and failings, even the things that we we think that we are missing right now. But we still have to be honest about those failings and we ought to confess them regularly in the sacrament of penance. Mother Teresa famously once said, if you want to bring peace to the whole world, go home and love your family. That is so true. And I believe if we turn to the Lord of all love, that Trinitarian, total self-giving love, he will help us to do just that, to go home and love our families. He will help you and your family become more and more a clear, tangible icon of the most holy trinity.